I got to get one of these. <laughs> so. All right, my Hello, Americans. Welcome back to the Sheriff Mac Show. Sam Bushman, CEO of the CSPOA, on your radio and TV with a good sheriff, Sheriff Richard Mack, founder and president. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much, Sam. Uh, it's great to be with you again this beautiful Tuesday morning. Amen to that, sir. It is beautiful weather out there. We're getting more rain. We need more water. How do you like that? Yeah, we, we need that here in Arizona, that's for sure. Um so, Sam, I do All have right. a quick Your quote. Your Supreme but Court case could not be more relevant than ever, right? Well, uh, very true. Uh, and I want to tell uh, just a little bit of an anecdote here. Uh, since how we're having Gun Owners of America, uh, the first part of the show today, uh, I want to give a historical review of how much they supported uh, Sheriff Mack and Sheriff Prince and the other five sheriffs that did this lawsuit against uh, the Brady Bill against gun control uh, and against the Clinton administration. Uh, so they've been in this fight uh, longer than you and I have been. Uh, as amazing as that has, as as amazing historical uh, significance that is, you wouldn't think that would be the case, but it is. And Gun Owners of America is the no compromise lobby uh, uh, for gun rights. And uh, I... Uh, benefited from their support a great deal. And I still have the award that they gave me in my possession when Larry Pratt came out to my county, uh, East Arizona College, where GOA rented a room and invited Governor Fife Symington to come and present me the Defender of the Second Amendment Award uh, from the Gun Owners of America. And uh, I know they don't do that award very often uh, to public officials, uh, but I was uh, thrilled to have it, thrilled with my relationship with GOA, and thrilled to have uh, our guest on with us today, who is also former law enforcement. Amen to that. There's so much they've done. And we worked with Larry Pratt for so long, it's almost really hard to do justice and give them enough credit uh, for what they do. But Monty Bowen is with us. He's the GOA or the Gun Owners of America specific region director. He's a former SWAT officer and more. Gunowners.org for the non-compromised gun lobby, the only one that doesn't compromise. And really, um, Biden's ATF just turned 29 million law-abiding law or law-abiding Americans into what felons? <laughs> Literally overnight. Redstate.com with that headline. Monty, welcome to the Sheriff Max Show, sir. Thank you. I appreciate y'all having me, and I apologize for being in the truck. They Our power went out at the house, so I had to make a last-minute ditch to the truck. But <laughs> thank you so much. And, Sheriff, thank you so much. I worked for a constitutional sheriff as well for 30 years, and you guys, we know you're the, the high law enforcement of, the, of our country and stand by that constitution. So you deserve that award for sure. Well, Amen to that. Thank now, you very much, Mike. Last... appreciate you being on the show. This is our last chance to repeal Biden's um, pistol. You're, it's hard to know what you call this thing, right? 
it's a pistol ban in a way, but yet it's not. They're backing their way into this. Monty, please kind of catch us up and explain. They're marginalizing certain people first. Their real goal is an outright gun ban, right? Absolutely. You know, the, the thing that people try they don't understand is the way that the anti-gun left works is they try to go after pieces of that gun because the ultimate goal is to get the AR-15 banned. And then they'll go after your pistols. They'll go after revolvers. They don't stop. Their biggest agenda, and what we've known for a long time, their 100-year plan, is to disarm the U.S. citizen because they don't believe in the Second Amendment. So they have to strip. And where do they start? They start with one of the most popular gun, gun platforms out there, and that's the AR-15. And it's popular for hunting. It's popular for self-defense. It's definitely popular in law enforcement. I carried one for years in the back of my car. And, you know, the, the problem is, is that everybody will say, well, why not go after guns? Because technically, if you look at the statistics, handguns kill more people than an AR-15 does. Matter of fact, the AR-15 is probably one of the least amount of guns that are that are used in crimes. And but it is the most popular one that they can use and demonize on the war side of it. Right. So now so the, the pistol. Thing- oh, sorry. The interesting thing is the way they're going about this is they're not starting out with a gun ban. They tried that. It didn't really work. It caused all kinds of controversy. They had to back away from it eventually. Um, It sunsetted, et cetera. But what they're really trying to do is turn everybody into felons. They're trying to really dictate by fear. They're kind of tampering uh, around the edges on this one. Um, It's a pistol brace ban at first, right? Yeah, it's 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 essentially it's banning a piece of 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 you know fourteen ounce piece of plastic that has been detrimental in helping our retired veterans and be able to keep that shooting and stuff that they find enjoyable that helps with PTSD. We've seen it time and time again, and it was developed by SB Tactical. It was developed to assist our veterans. So not only did they you know turn and I believe it's over the. 29 million um there's even reports of 40 million braces so you know there's certain people that could be in in uh caught or have you know several different guns with them on there but it doesn't and this is where they're the idiocy is i would say they don't even understand that a short barreled rifle is actually less effective a pistol brace is actually less effective when it comes to making the gun more dangerous but, yeah, but you know what, Monty, this, this, they understand that completely. They just don't care because it's a start for the ban. You start with a little slice Absolutely. of the, the ham, and as long as they can get a slice to pass, a slice to pass, a slice to pass, it's pretty hard then to oppose them over time as the, what, snowball gets a rolling? Absolutely, because we know that text tradition and history is what the, the Supreme Court is looking at, and that's why they're going after pieces. Well, here's the thing. of the population signed up, signed their pistol braces up under in on the form four with the ATF. So it's mass noncompliance. So now we have all these people who are walking around law abiding citizens that's never committed crimes in their entire life. They're all of a sudden now a felon over a 14 ounce piece of plastic that was deemed 10 years ago. By the ATF, okay, okay to own, doesn't make it a short SBR, but now all of a sudden under the Biden administration, it's turning innocent people into felons. The only felons are the ones that are trying to play these games, Sheriff. 
Yeah, this this is really I, what I find the most alarming, and you can verify this for me, Monty, uh, is that there's no legislative action banning these braces. Isn't that correct? Legislature has not acted on this one iota. Is that correct? That is correct. There is no law, and, it, and we also know that the ATF doesn't have the doesn't have the the jurisdiction to in, to make law. They committed. They took a rule and then put a felony behind it. So it's not even a legitimate law that Congress made up that the that people of the United States made up. So now we need the sheriffs of this country to make sure that BATF or other federal agents are not allowed to come into our counties and enforce this. And so now we need the sheriff to get involved in informing uh, the BATF and others that they will not be allowed to enforce this in their counties. You know, Sheriff, that is nothing that's ever been greater said. The sheriffs are the pillar of our law enforcement. And, you know, they have been around since, you know, since the early days. And we need them to stand together. And look at what they did in Illinois when they said 81, you know, sheriffs came together and said, we will not enforce the assault weapons ban that they put in. And as you know, we're fighting against that, too. But the sheriffs can choose not to do it and they're, because they swear to that Constitution. And, you know, Correct. I'm 100% with you. We need every sheriff on board with this. It's very important. Well, where is this at in the courts? Right now in, uh, in, in our 5th District, we're waiting on our term to hear it. We did sue out of the 5th District on the pistol brace itself. But, you know, we're really looking at the House. And I know a lot of people are saying, you know, uh, Biden's already said that he plans on vetoing it. But here's what people don't realize. We get it passed through the House. We get it passed through the Senate. He vetoes it. But we can have court standing because the majority of the the Congress and the Senate have said that this is an infringement on our rights. So that gives us a play date right up there with the SCOTUS as well, plus with all the other monstrumental uh, lawsuits we have going on, you know, and I do believe in my heart that this is going to be overturned. I just think that we all need to look at the importance of the fight and we all have to, it's today is the day we join that fight because Sheriff, you've said it without the second amendment, there are no amendments. I promise you. Right. right. So let's, let's talk about this then. I personally think we need to uh, really arrest the president of the United States though. If there's no legislative backing for such a ban uh, and he just takes unilateral action to cross the checks and balances and violate his oath by not staying in his lane, if you will, Congress needs to be uh, pushing to impeach uh, Joe. Uh, we need to prosecute to the full extent of the law and arrest Joe. He's acting criminal. Uh, he doesn't have authority. He's violating his oath of office. Uh, where's Kevin when you need him, Monty? Yeah, I know. And it yeah. seems like it seems like this administration have just been and, and I don't even know. I don't even have any faith in the Department of Justice or the FBI with all the fraud that we've seen coming out left and right. No. I mean, who has faith in our system right now? You know, that's the scary part is there is none. It's like the Biden administration gets a free tax on on doing whatever they want in, vi- in violating everybody. We the people. That's us. We're the ones that. The Constitution was stood for, for against tyranny on the Second Amendment. And it seems like they're, they just don't care. They laugh at our Constitution. And you're exactly right. He has done enough to be charged and impeached many, many times. 
Now, the uh, gun owners and the CSPOA have put together a joint letter. Uh, we're sending to all top brass officials right now on this very point, right? Yes, we're circulating these letters. We're even putting this letter out to veteran organizations because we know that this is a very huge attack on our veterans. And, you know, we don't do enough for our veterans to begin with. And then to sit here and take away and make half of them, uh, you know, that possess these, all of them are now felons. And, you know, they served their country for so long. So, yes, it's going out to big groups that support the 2A, and we've got to get everybody on ball, especially important with our sheriffs, because our sheriffs are the highest-ranking law official in that county, in that, you know, parish, whatever it happens to be in that state. Well, I didn't notice if sheriff, uh, we had a sheriff on about this very issue uh, uh, two or three weeks ago, Sheriff uh, Clinton Smith. Uh, from uh, Nebraska, uh, and now they're going after him, and they're trying to uh, remove him from office because he doesn't have his quote state certification uh, and in place. But he was elected by foreign of the people. He already was sworn into office, and now the state bureau, uh, bureaucracy overseeing qualifications for law enforcement officers. Uh, is now trying to get him removed from office. And so we're battling with him to support him. We pro- if, if his name's not on there, I didn't notice, we need to add his name to it, Sheriff Clinton Smith uh, from Dundee County, uh, Nebraska. And uh, as a matter of fact, I just was talking with him yesterday, uh, and I forgot to bring this subject up because he is really, really fighting the battle now, simply trying to make sure he can stay in office. Well, he's got a big battle uh, ahead of him, that's for sure. We need him to join us, that's for sure. But let's focus on this letter. It says, Dear Speaker McCarthy, Minority Leader Jeffries, Majority Leader Schumer, uh, I guess uh, Schumer, because I guess the Senate, right? And then Minority Leader McConnell. So it addresses all of them. It says, We, the undersigned sheriffs, peace officers, and law enforcement officials, urge Congress to vote on H.J. Rez 44 and then S.J. Rez 20. The goal to reject the unconstitutional ban on up to 40 million pistols as enacted by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Now, when President Biden and the BATF, a criminal organization, literally wants to say that Everybody would be instantly a felon without authority. They've gone rogue. They're criminal. That's felony territory to call people felons when they are legally are not, Monty. I want to highlight that point because this is why so many people are starting to stand up. You know, and that is, and that's the part that they don't understand is they've overstepped their jurisdiction because they don't have the right to just make a rule and then charge people with felonies. And that's they don't have the right to exist. There you go. And and I do. There, you know, GOA is very strongly opinionated when it comes to abolishing the ATF. And even with me being a thirty-year law enforcement veteran, the ATF have no we we have no use for them in what they're doing. 
you know, they're policing the law-abiding people, and they're not doing anything about the illegal gun formed across our open borders. So, you know, they're a pointless, they're a pointless organization. And we've seen the corruption. We know that the corruption is out there. It's being solved by the, the Biden administration. They get to do whatever they want. And it's, it's, time to, it's time for Congress to abolish them. Yeah, amen to that. All right. Now, I want to highlight the details you lay out. You lay out some court cases. You lay out the real reason that, that all peace officers should be against this. And you basically talk about this. The enforcement of this will only endanger the American citizen. As constitutionally minded law enforcement, we affirm that we do not wish to be pitted against the Second Amendment rights of law-abiding citizens. More than half of the country has already passed Second Amendment sanctuary laws prohibiting the enforcement of such new federal gun laws. So you, you highlight this very well. The only thing we need to be very careful of is this is pretend legislation. It doesn't exist. And that's the real point we Absolutely. need people to understand. This is not the law, Monty. Correct. And, you know, we want our law enforcement to understand that, you know, armed citizens, I can give you several incidences in my career where an armed citizen has come to help me because I was dealing with a, a meth addict or something like that. There are the good people that are carrying the guns, and that's the thing that we don't emphasize the most. The whole point of this letter is to get constitutional people because as a law enforcement officer, we swear to uphold that constitution. And we swear to protect everybody from any kind of domestic terrorists and stuff like that. And we have to join together, and we've got to have our law enforcement Tell these federal governments, you are not going to come into our states, our counties, our parishes, and you are not going to take away and you are not going to we're not going to help you and assist you on violating our people's rights. And, you know, that Sheriff Smith you were talking about, I think he'll be strong enough to weather that. They tried that in Tennessee on a sheriff that won and they simply just put him into the academy and the academy walked him right through it with no problems whatsoever. And he is still a sheriff in this in this county in Tennessee. So. You know, I think that he'll be just fine during this fight. Well, we're going to make sure he is. Amen to that. Now, states states are playing games here, too. Colorado comes to mind. Illinois comes to mind. Washington State comes to mind, where they're literally trying to get state bodies to legislate and governors to mandate. They're trying an all-pronged approach. I don't know what you want to call it, spaghetti against the wall or whatever, where they just want something to stick to get them a foothold. They know they don't have one. And they are desperate to get one. That's really what this is about, right, Monty? Absolutely. You know, and it's a lot of your very heavy uh, liberal states that are doing this. You know, Washington and Oregon have been two of the head and then Illinois. But let me let me tell you, I had a battle in New Mexico. And I'll tell you real quick, they were trying an assault weapons ban across the thing. Actually, one of the Democrat, the Democrat uh, uh, majorities stood up and said, this is not going to happen. The Supreme Court has already said this is against the Second Amendment rights of citizens. We're not going to waste taxpayer money on fighting this and, and in courts. So there are some Democrats out there that understand what our constitutional rights are, and we need more of them to start jumping on this bandwagon Amen. of let's quit wasting money. 
This is not a partisan issue, ladies and gentlemen. This is an American issue. Your right to keep and bear arms and that right shall not be infringed is already the law of the land, has been for centuries, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be very clear about this. Uh, The important thing to understand is what states need to do is stand up and nullify now, Monty. Absolutely. They've got to take a stand and they've got to draw that line in the sand. They have to say, you know what, no more. You have walked on us long enough. The states have the power, and we can tell the federal government, no, we're not going to do it. You know, And we've got to have our sheriffs and our law enforcement take a stand. A lot of people don't realize, as a law enforcement officer, you have discretion over who you charge and who you don't. You know, Now, the difference is violent felons. But somebody with a 14-ounce piece of plastic is not a violent felon. And, a not, and let's keep on going. As a law enforcement officer, you can look at that and say, wait a minute, the ATF made a rule that they are trying to say is a law that's wrong and that's not right. So I can choose not to arrest due to the fact that it's, it's illegitimate. Anyways, it does not, it's not legitimate. It's not a legitimate law. Correct. It's not even close. Yes, that's correct. And thank you for that. Uh, People need to understand this does not make the gun shoot faster or more or, or anything. It simply is, is actually geared not towards just a veteran, but towards uh, a handicapped veteran, somebody who's been wounded and and needs a brace to steady the weapon for them. And, and this, again, Absolutely. it does not help in the commission of murders or anything else. It simply helps someone who is a little bit handicapped to hold the gun. It is a brace for the gun. And so now what we have here is we have the laws that say felons can't possess a gun. So the federal government, of course, per the Biden administration and per the BATF, are now trying to make millions and millions of law-abiding citizens felons so they can take their guns away from them. That They've been trying this ploy for a long time, and this is just another icing on the cake for them to take guns away from the law-abiding. Thank you so much for your presentation today, Monty. Absolutely, guys. Thank you. It's been my honor. Now, Monty, one thing I want to ask you before you take off, I know we don't have a lot of time here for this. What they're trying to do is make this convoluted to where the average American isn't really engaged. They're like, well, I don't need a bump stock or I don't need uh, this pistol brace. I'm not disabled. I'm not a veteran. I'm not a – and what they're trying to do is get their foothold into this by dividing the states up, certain states or, you know, whatever – uh, the general government, the BATF, what they're trying to do is just have this kind of stick behind the scenes. What do we, the people, need to do to engage on this thing? Because most folks are taken out of the fight because they don't understand it. Absolutely. Get together. Join GOA. Join your other Second Amendment activists in your local and state parts. Be a part of them. And remember, it's a bill of rights, not a bill of needs. We have to start looking at that, and we have to stand up and be in touch and fight. The only non-compromised gun lobby in Washington, gunowners.org. Thank you, Monty, so much. God bless you and your work. We support you a thousand percent, sir. We'll keep you all posted. This is The Sheriff Mack Show. I feel that Juvent is helping me to get better every day in every way. That impact is what has been shown to help improve your bone density. Without that impact, you're missing a very important nutrient in your physical conditioning program. The Juvent Micro Impact System 
allows the person to create more joint range of motion. Now I know there's a chance that nourishment can take place to that joint. currency collapse will wipe out the dollar and many other assets and the only things that will maintain value during the global debt reset are those with intrinsic value that do not require governments corporations or markets to make good on their obligations at the top of this list of intrinsic assets is physical gold and silver these precious metals have outlasted every failed civilization and government in human history and they are non-digital which means they still hold value even if the power grid fails. The Treasure Island Coins and Precious Metals Company is my go-to source for physical precious metals that are delivered securely and discreetly into your hands. Visit brightionmetals.com to check their live pricing and in-stock coins and bars. Find out why they are my trusted source for physical metals and why they're the official sponsor of brighteon.tv. brighteonmetals.com Thanks for your support of this platform. Use the code BTV at checkout for additional savings. Brighteonstore.com no serious person out there who would suggest somehow that you could even rig America's elections. We've seen no evidence that any of our voting systems have been tampered with. The November 3rd election was the most secure. All right, most... back with you live. No time to waste, ladies and gentlemen. The Sheriff Mack Show continues along with Liberty Roundtable Live. John Guandolo with us. The guy's got so many creds, it's impossible to even cover them all. But he stands for God, family, and country, that's for sure. He's an author. He's the founder of Understanding the Threat. He's involved in all kinds of things, fighting communism and jihad and everything else under the sun. Uh, he's deputized, so he stands for liberty everywhere he goes. JohnGondolo.com, his website. And today we want to talk about this Durham report slash FBI whistleblowers. This is a serious topic, Sheriff Mack. Well, Absolutely. <laughs> 
yes, it is. And John, uh, you and I go way back, but uh, I would like uh, everybody to hear a little bit more about uh, your resume, your bio. Uh, please inform all of our viewers and supporters here uh, what your uh, work history is and who you really are. Well, thanks, and thank you for having me. And obviously, I am, we have for a while, and I'm grateful for all you continued with it. Um, well, so I grew up on the East Coast. I went to the Naval Academy. I took the officer, served in combat in a uh, reconnaissance community. I uh, joined the FBI in 1996, served for about 13 years uh, in the FBI. And after 9-11 was moved from the criminal division, so I started out uh, working uh, narcotics and long-term narcotics investigations, both domestically and internationally. And then a little over here, FBI, to the U.S. Capitol Police doing threats to senior government officials uh, president, vice president, members of Congress, cabinet, et cetera. And then after 9-11, was moved over to a new unit formed at the Washington field office where I was stationed and did counterterrorism work for the most of the rest of my career, spent about the last year or so uh, on a surveillance unit. Um, but I want to say it was it was as an agent investigating uh, terrorism cases that I realized we had a major gap in understanding and the very organizations whose leaders were working with our government leaders were part of a known identifiable hostile movement, primarily motherhood, but also Iranian Hezbollah. And so I started doing little trainings inside the FBI for uh my colleagues that I had met at the Capitol Police, Park Police, local and state police with analysts, uh, attorneys, uh, folks like that. And in 2006, created the first training in the government on the, uh, the jihadi movement in the United States because the, mm -hmm. the biggest and most prominent Islamic organizations in the United States uh, are hostile. And we saw that their these organizations were engaged uh, in some of the biggest Hamas Al-Qaeda investigations that we had going at the time. And so you're, uh, you're, you're, you're actually, you're actually uh, a little bit uh, breaking up, but uh, I think we got most of what you said and your calling card issue is understanding the threat. So I want to ask you, I've asked several, including General Flynn, uh, I've asked several people on our show this question. I'm going to ask you, what is the number one threat that is facing America today? So let me throw a curveball. I would say the number one threat to the republic is the Republican leadership. And I don't mean that politically. I mean that probably, uh because the, the communists and the jihad wouldn't be able to do what they're doing without the direct involvement of them. And maybe that's a deeper subject, but where the rubber meets the road in anywhere USA, the 
most significant problem is the communists and the jihadis working together with their collaborators and financiers. And the reason uh, I have focused on that for quite a long time is because what we see at the local level, whether it's Wichita, Kansas, Miami, New York, LA, Phoenix, Dallas, uh, Charlotte, Nashville, in the local communities, you have communists from Communist Party USA, Democratic Socialists of America, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, working together, together with Hamas, Muslim Brotherhood uh, organizations at the ground level. And they're working with police departments, they're working with churches, they're working with chambers of commerce, local and state. In this, it's a and they're working together to do what? They want to destroy America or they want to just change America or or completely wipe out our Constitution? What is their ultimate goal? And they're doing it well, from within and from without. Is the goal. Right. Wiping out the Constitution is the goal. From the communist perspective, it's to replace the form of government with communism. From the jihadi perspective, it's to create an Islamic state under Sharia. And they say it. I mean, they. this is the thing. When I, I uh, law enforcement, uh, prosecutors, uh, detectives, investigators, especially, um, when you get about the first hour of this and you that, that has been presented in U.S. terrorism trials, where they speak about thereafter, and it's about an Islamic state under Sharia, you realize they're it's they're very clear about what they want. Tom wrote a book about this to highlight you a little bit more and to be very clear. And the book is very uh, riveting, to say the least. Islam's Deception, the Truth About Sharia. Uh, and really, it's Sharia law. You've got this, um, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, communist cabal uh, in bed exploiting these religious people uh, in, in a way that really threatens everything we hold dear, John. That's right. And one of the things that I you know, is really, I think, the most important thing when we're talking with uh, prosecutors, uh, analysts, law enforcement investigators, is the network is easily identifiable. And so even if you want to make arguments, we can show the network of organizations. We can show what they're doing and how they're doing it. We that they directly support not only nonviolent operations, which is the the vast majority of what they do, and it's much more espionage and counterintelligence, but they're also behind the violence that we're seeing and have seen in the United States. Both jihadi attacks are being supported by this primarily Muslim Brotherhood network in the United States, and the violence we see from BLM, from uh, Antifa, is being directly supported by the communist movement and by the jihadi movement because they are working together at the ground level. And so the beauty of this, uh, of knowing this information, is we have had prosecutors, county attorneys, and law enforcement organizations that have initiated numerous investigations based on the training we do because it's, it's right there in your face and they're shocked, uh, especially guys and gals that serve on the FBI's Joint Terror task force. They're shocked that they don't know the information, but they don't because it's not being taught anywhere except 
through myself and my my team. I want to tie this to the FBI and whistleblowers. Then is the FBI uh, infiltrated with this stuff too? It's uh, all the way to the top, isn't it? It absolutely is. I mean, let's start with this for your audience. Uh, let's start. You mentioned the Durham report. The Durham report confirms everything we we already knew, and that is that James Comey, the FBI director, Andrew McCabe, the deputy director, and the deputy assistant director for counterintelligence, Peter Strzok, were directly involved in putting forth FISA applications to the Foreign Intelligence Security Act Court to conduct electronic surveillance on the President of the United States, his family, and his staff unlawfully because what they put in that application was false. The information, none of it was corroborated according to the FBI's own reviews. Mm-hmm. And they re-upped that application multiple times. So they continued to lie, even though they knew the information was false. This is the same James Comey who in 2003 in a New York Magazine article admitted he was a communist and he wasn't sure what his political leanings were at the time. Now, in a sane world, that guy would have never become the deputy attorney general of the United States, nor the FBI director. But I'll, I'll just put this on the table. When he uh, became the FBI director, no pushback from anybody in the Republican Party at all about the fact that he publicly admitted he was a communist. So you have to ask, why not? Are they that incompetent that they just didn't know? Or is it that they don't care? Because we have real jihadis and communists inside the government. So this is this is real. I'll just give you drop a couple more examples. We have the Secretary of Interior, Deb Holland, who is a full-blown card-carrying communist. You have uh, the woman that the Biden administration wanted to make uh, the leader of all federal banking system, the uh, comptroller of the currency, who was a full-blown Soviet communist. And then if you look on the other direction, the guy who was the Islamic advisor to President Clinton, uh, Abdurrahman Alamudi, was an al-Qaeda financier who was sentenced to 23 years in prison back in 2004. You've got guys like Mohammed Majid serving as a commissioner on the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom, who was the vice president and president of the Islamic Society of North America for over 10 years, which the U.S. Department of Justice in the largest terrorism financing trial in American history identifies that organization not only as a Muslim Brotherhood group, but a group that gave money directly to Hamas organizations and leaders overseas. So the penetrate, and we could spend all day just doing that. Uh, So, Tom, let me just kind of articulate this then. What you're telling me then is our top brass in government at all levels, all divisions, all branches, et cetera, literally are in bed with the communists committing an insurrection. Yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. And I'm talking about all the key components of the government, Department of Agriculture, Treasury, State Department. And, John, let me ask you this. You and I have discussed this before. I went to your training in Phoenix a number of years ago. And we've had a conversation about this, but I want you to flat out tell the American people right now, how many international terrorists 
uh, have infiltrated and actually live now in America, a conservative amount. How many terrorists actually live inside America? Well, thousands. Uh, that, that number, uh, it would be very difficult to uh, put a uh, exact number, but there are thousands. And let me let me make this clear for your audience, uh, Sheriff Mack. It's not just the people that want to do the violence. That's not right. the main focus of what they're doing. They wear suits right. and they're working. You have Hamas doing business as the Council on American Islamic Relations, working on Capitol Hill daily. You have literally over 80 members of Congress, probably over 100 now, who have signed letters over the years supporting care outright. And that is a group that's not a question. They are, as a matter of fact, in evidence in terrorism trials, a Hamas entity. They were created by the U.S. Muslim Brotherhood's Palestine Committee, which is Hamas in the United States. And they're still walking around. You've got, so the point is, uh, we can, from 9-11 forward, we can take all of these physical violent jihadi attacks and show that they were directly supported by the, the mosques, Islamic centers, Islamic organizations like the Islamic Society in North America, like the Muslim Student Association and others. So we know the network and we know they're giving direct support to 9-11, to the terrorists on 9-11. They gave direct support. The, the Chattanooga attacks, we had four Marines and a Navy sailor killed. The Boston Marathon bombings, the, you know, Fort Hood attacks. You can go from 9-11 all the way to today and every jihadi attack in between has been supported by this network. You can do the same thing. John, is there a way to arrest these criminals and stop this and write our government or is it throwing the towel time? No, well, I would say uh, our Department of Justice um, does not seem to be functioning, uh, certainly not according to the Constitution. And what I would what I would say, what we do, um, so, so let me put it this way. If you look at it from both a military standpoint and a practical standpoint, from a military standpoint, the fact that the communists literally have thousands of organizations operating in the United States, this is a capital M movement. Well-funded, they have doctrine, they have shoes, and they have lines of operation. The Islamic movement, the Jihad movement, Dr.ia, they have a strategy that has been published and we've recovered. The FBI and other nations recovered over the last 20-some years, both in Europe and the United States. They're strategic doctrine. All right, you're breaking up a bit, John. You're breaking up a bit, but people can learn more uh, by going to johnguandolo.com. Your book uh, is really where people can gain kind of a, a quick read understanding. Islam's deception, the truth about Sharia. And the reality is they have, you know what, when the John Birch Society back in the 60s warned about the communist threat and they got mocked and laughed off the stage, you know what, 50 plus years later, they couldn't have been more spot on than they were then, and they still are now. John? You're absolutely right about that. And the most dangerous part of this is they are operating these two hostile movements, the communists and the jihadis, together 
at the, at the state level, at the federal level, and at the international level. And you can see it. You've got communist China in a strategic partnership with the Islamic Republic of Iran, the largest state sponsor of terrorism on the planet. You've got at the national level, the leader of Hamas, and uh, at the time, the Muslim Brotherhood, Nihad Awad, saying Black Lives Matter is our matter. Their campaign is our campaign. And down at the local level, we see groups like BLM, Antifa, Communist Party USA, the Green Party, uh, Democratic Socialists working together with these Muslim Brotherhood Hamas groups. And law enforcement at the local level is not aware of it because nobody's training on this. And I'll just say this, the training that we do for law enforcement, at the end of the training, it's a three-day program, I ask uh, the officers and the analysts and whoever's in the room, did you know this before you came in here? And the answer is always no. And the second question is, do you believe this is important to protecting your community? And they all say yes. And especially men and women on the FBI's Joint Terrorism Task Force are flabbergasted that they don't know some basic information about what's going on. But again, that should be the indicator to you all and your really your listeners, your viewers, as to how uh, penetrated the system is inside the FBI and the federal government. Good Lord. Will these whistleblowers be successful? I know you're a whistleblower yourself, John. Do you think we can be successful at uh, calling a halt to this? What do the people need to do to help that happen? I don't believe, first of all, I think they're very brave. I think the uh, what they're having to go through is uh, is rugged, but that's that's the call. I mean, that's the duty to the Constitution. I know Sheriff Mack's well aware of being attacked, both your reputation, being threatened, uh, being attacked by <clears throat> the use of government agencies to come after you. That's all part of the game. And it's not a game. It's a war uh, against us for speaking truth. I believe the only way, because of the nature of this war, because this is an insurgency, and in a counterinsurgency, the focus of effort has to be the local level. And because practically speaking, as you all are well aware, the federal level is catastrophically corrupted. So it's at the local level. What we do is we train communities, police, citizens, local officials, how to identify these hostile networks at the local county level and bring state and local charges against them if you can but there are many creative and savvy ways that are lawful for citizens to push back on these hostile movements. And that's what we train them to do, to take back and fortify your counties one county at a time. Well, you know, Fair I got back. a big amen to that, don't you? <laughs> yes, sir. So, so uh, why did you just stay 13 years with the FBI? What happened that you didn't? get 20 or 25 years. So in 2008, I actually got recruited out of the FBI by the Department of Defense uh, oh. for, uh, quite frankly, more money and more freedom, which was the big deal. Um, I had no idea what real investigative and uh, strategic freedom was until I got to the DOD. And the guy that recruited me out was a guy named Richard Higgins. Uh, sadly, he's deceased now, but 
Richard uh, Higgins recruited me out and he ended up becoming the director of strategic planning for the National Security Council under Mr. Trump when he was president. And he put myself and a guy named Steve Coughlin together. And we began back in uh, late 08 and then 2009 and, and going forward, began briefing senior government officials, including former CIA directors, former FBI directors, DIA directors, uh, three and four star generals and admirals, uh, chairman in the House uh, intelligence committees, judiciary committees, homeland security. And none of these people were aware of what we were we are talking about right now. And I, at this point, I do not believe it's just a matter of ignorance. At some point, you have a professional duty to know these things. And when you don't know them, and Americans are right. dead because you don't know them, that takes your unprofessional conduct and turns it into criminal negligence. And I well, think John, it's time- thanks so much for thanks so much for sharing. Uh, you've been tremendous. We could have you on every week and and never get tired of it. Thank you so much for the work you're doing. Thanks for being on with us on the SMS show today. Thank you for having me. God bless y'all. This book's incredible. Check it out. JohnGuandolo.com, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for watching the Sheriff Mack Show. The Posse's coming up. Become a member of the Posse today. CSPOA.org. God bless all of you. to the listening ear. Listening professionals dedicated to hearing you. Hello, listening ear. Who am I listening to? Um, Carrie, but I was calling my mom. Yes, you were, but your mom was so busy she felt it was important for you to have someone who could completely focus on listening to you and you alone. So she subscribed to our service. Go ahead, I'm listening. Well, I'm not quite sure. Where to start? Well, I can listen to school issues like science projects. I can listen to boy problems, although that's an extra $3 per call because of the emotional drain on me. How about we start with how you wish you had made cheerleader? I didn't try out for cheerleader. Uh, this isn't uh, Mary? Carrie. I'm Carrie. Oh, oh, sorry. There is no substitute for a loving parent. And when you really listen, love is what they'll hear. From The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine. The award-winning quarterly, devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas, like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com 
live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. They say Donald Trump can get the maximum sentence 400 years in prison. Do you think that'll happen, ladies and gentlemen, or not? Uh, I, I just don't know that I believe it. Um, maximum sentence 400 years in prison. Uh, they say they've indicted him. They say that's coming down the pike. Will it really be real? I don't see it this way, folks. I really don't believe that this will happen to Donald Trump. Uh, on one hand, is it president or, or prison for the Donald? That's really kind of the bottom line question, right? I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced that, that uh, Donald will be in prison. I just think Donald's too well-connected, folks. Now, I know we kind of think, oh, no, he's, he's, not, uh, he's not an insider. But, folks, maximum sentence, 400 years in prison. Uh, what is Donald? Going to be 80 pretty quick? That means the rest of his life in prison. Even if he gets a tenth of that, 40 years. I mean, 400 is just the next. It's designed to create maximum impact. I don't believe it's designed for the truth, though, in terms of I don't think he'll serve 40, much less 400. Look, how long will Donald even live? What is Donald, 77? Hey, Alexa, how old is Donald Trump? 76. Born June 14, 1946. All right, so he's 76. He's not even 80. But let's just say that he goes to prison in the next year or so. He's 77. Even if he served 10 years, he'd be 87 years old. Now, will he live to be 87? You know, I hope so. But how healthy will he be by that time? Folks, we're playing games here. But you know what? With the two guests we just had on, Monty Bowen, talking about them taking away our right to keep and bear arms, unconstitutionally, criminally, treasonous behavior, and then John Guandolo, johnguandolo.com, literally telling us that communism and Islam the two are working together and have taken over our government at all levels. Folks, we've got serious, serious problems. Only God can save us now. And the only way we can have God's blessings is if we turn to him and repent. That's why it's all about God, family, and country. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts. Well, I should say continues now. We started on radio and TV last hour. Now it's only radio. But we are on several radio networks, Brighteon Radio, Liberty News Radio, the Loving Liberty Radio Network, our nationally syndicated leader, LovingLiberty.net to learn more. Uh, they just came out with their updated new phone app. It's incredible. Check it out. Get it today. LovingLiberty.net. 
Man, there's so much to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. So little time. Here's the headline. CNN reporter tries to slam McCarthy over Trump's handling of classified documents. But they say McCarthy or McCarthy turns the tables on the liberal cable network. See, I don't really see it just like that. All right? I know that's what they want you to believe this. Chris Inlow writes this piece. But I'm not seeing it exactly like that. They say the CNN reporter tried to slam McCarthy, but McCarthy hit back. Now, it's just weird. They say then House Speaker McCarthy slammed CNN on Monday for outrage when they weaponized their power and access. McCarthy was speaking about the Indictment of Donald Trump for allegedly obtaining classified information. They say documents and the government's attempts to retrieve them. Now, McCarthy says the idea of equal justice is not playing out here. Then he set his sights on CNN specifically. Now, you're with CNN, right? McCarthy asks the reporter, Lauren Fox. Okay, so let's talk about this this even further. Because when somebody weaponizes government, then they actually get removed from government. Let's take Andrew McCain. Okay. Former, okay, but this is a different case. A different set of circumstances, right? Fox tried to interject. I mean, the former president is accused of misleading law enforcement, a conspiracy of obstructing justice that's a different set of facts are you prepared to defend him as the former president and what other actions will the house take in the house judiciary committee in terms of funding before fox interrupted mccarthy was about to ask why cnn hired fbi director andrew mccain who was fired after the DOJ Inspector General discovered that he leaked sensitive information to the media and then lied about his actions. Are you you prepared to defend your networks? McCarthy said before being interrupted again. I'm asking you a question, Mr. Speaker, Fox interjected. I'm answering your question. You can ask me any question you want, but you can't put words in my mouth, McCarthy fired back. Even though your network can hire Andrew McCain, who was fired from the FBI for leaking classified documents, did you remove him from your network? No, you didn't. You continued to put him on to give judgment against President Trump. Now, everybody's saying, oh, man, Kevin McCarthy just murdered, slaughtered CNN, handed their head to him. Then McCarthy turned to focusing on CNN's decision to hire former national intelligence James Clapper. Fox interrupted him again, repeating the FBI funding question. But McCarthy, McCarthy, I'm sorry, ignored it and made his point about Clapper, who helped spread disinformation about the Hunter Biden laptop.
are you prepared to get rid of those people in your network? Because my policy is that when you weaponize government, and now you're weaponizing networks, that is wrong, McCarthy said. So we'll take all of our power to make sure that the American people get the blinders back on them. People are treated fairly. I have a real problem that your network pays people who leak classified information and then lie to the American people to try to influence a presidential election. And then you put them on your network to give an opinion about the president, McCarthy added. Now, here's the problem that I have with this whole discussion. I don't see it the way the blaze does or any of the other, quote, conservative media. The conservatives say, wow, McCarthy, man, what a freedom-fighting conservative. He got it done. Oh, he handed, you know, CNN, he handed them their head. They tried to slam McCarthy, but no, McCarthy got him. He turns the tables on liberal cable network. Now, see, I disagree with all that. I disagree with this whole discussion. You say, why, Sam? Because I believe it's all a sham. Let me get this straight. So you're going to have a Jerry Springer-esque showdown between Kevin McCarthy and this whacked-out CNN reporter, right? That's what's going to go on. But listen. The government is criminal and the media is criminal all of them are involved in insurrectionist behavior okay all of them and it doesn't do any good for mccarthy to point at the media and say you guys are criminal and the media point again against mccarthy and say how dare you you're criminal how dare how can you defend your actions no how can you defend your actions my dad's bigger than your dad my dog's bigger and smarter and stronger than your dog what are we talking about? So, yeah, McCarthy slammed CNN, but they slammed McCarthy. All of them are wrong here. Right? Look, Lauren Fox, she's trying to give McCarthy a hard time, supposedly. Then McCarthy's trying to give CNN a hard time. Meanwhile, all their ratings simply go up. That's all that's happened. Right? That's all that's really going on. Is the CNN reporters trying to, you know, make you believe McCarthy's the bad guy? McCarthy's trying to make you believe that the CNN reporter, Lauren Fox, is the bad woman. Right? <laughs> but all of them are guilty. Now, is Donald Trump wrong for the classified information in my opinion he is he shouldn't have it he shouldn't have it at home he shouldn't have it at mar-a-lago he shouldn't be talking about it he shouldn't be peppered all over his house and everywhere else is he wrong for having it in my opinion yes but you know what so is joe biden so is mike pence so is all these other people or so are all these other people the clintons are they guilty of withholding evidence are they guilty of obstruction of justice all of them are CNN is. Fox is, in my opinion, to which I'm entitled. Okay? All these people are. 
But what good does it do for the reporter to just attack McCarthy, McCarthy and then McCarthy to attack the reporter? All they've documented now is that everyone's guilty at the top. Everyone is criminal. Yeah, the media is. You're right. Yeah, Lauren. Uh, Donald is. The White House is. McCarthy is. You're right, Lauren Fox. But Lauren Fox, your network is too. McCarthy's right. But what good does it do for you to point the finger at one another? Nobody's cleaning this up. Nobody's arresting criminals. No one's getting to the bottom of it. No one's setting aside partisan politics and jettisoning the game playing. Everyone's just pointing the finger at somebody else while nothing happens to stop criminal activity and protect the greatest country on the face of the earth. Nobody, except for me. Right? I mean, you can't say that I'm not right on this. Nobody is really standing up for the moral high ground here. Right? We've just documented last hour with two incredible guests. They're going to take your guns from you if we don't stop it. Monty Bowen working on this with gun owners, the only not compromised gun lobby in America and in Washington, D.C. Now we're sending a letter from the gun owners of America and the CSPOA to Kevin McCarthy and everybody else about this pistol brace ban. They don't have any authority. We need to stop playing games and arrest criminals and pass legislation to stop them. Okay? But we also talked to John Guandolo. He's a freedom strategist, an educator, an author, a speaker. We talked about the Durham report, the FBI whistleblowers, johnguandolo.com, and we talked about his book, Islam's Deception, the truth about Sharia, in other words, Sharia law. All right? We talked about all this, and John literally documents this thing. So you think Donald Trump is going to get a maximum sentence of 400 years in prison? You think we're really going to get to the bottom of this when you have CNN reporter Lauren Fox and McCarthy blaming each other in a classic blame game, Jerry Springer style, on TV to get ratings for CNN? at the expense of Fox now? You think we're getting to the bottom of anything with that blame game Kevin and Lauren are playing? See, I don't think so, folks. It's a sham. This is the one and only. We call it as we see it. Liberty Roundtable Live. Looking for an IT partner that truly understands your needs? Managed IT Services is the answer. We meet with you regularly to discuss your goals and form a tailored technology plan. Our customers have called us a trusted advisor who delivers. When it comes to IT, we do it all. Firewalls, cloud storage, server migration, and more. Say goodbye to long-term contracts and hello to a team that earns your business month after month. Call 801-706-6980 now and let Managed IT Services transform your IT experience. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to LocalHoneyMan.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at LocalHoneyMan.com. If Planned Parenthood 
were what they publicly declare themselves to be. They would welcome transparency. We all know why they hide, because we know what they hide. We can confirm federal judges who follow the Constitution rather than reverse engineer their preferred policy outcomes. The truth about abortion is spreading because of advances in medical imaging, because of brave journalists, tireless activists, compassionate doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals. The rising generation of young Americans is the most pro-life in decades because they know too. And one day soon, we will reaffirm our nation's principles in their dignified fullness and avow once again that all men are created equal. All are entitled to life. Second, Donald's getting 400, much less 40 years in prison. I don't think they'll send him to prison for the rest of his life, ladies and gentlemen. Meanwhile, CNN reporter Lauren Fox tried to slam McCarthy. McCarthy fires back, but both of them are playing the blame game. They're all guilty of treasonous behavior, in my opinion, to which I'm entitled. None of them are really getting to the bottom of anything that matters. So you blame CNN, and so you blame the government. And then the other defends the other, and well, you did it too, or you're guilty too, or how dare you, how dare you. Um, where are we getting with that? Nowhere. Meanwhile, Christians are being prosecuted and persecuted to the fullest extent of the law in every way possible. Are Christians increasingly being fired for their beliefs is a fair question to ask. WWJD, what would Jesus do? That's a real important question, right? Hair Salon now fires Christian hairstylist Sydney York. They call it for a homophobic post criticizing Disney Plus on Facebook. Quote, I can't take this anymore. I stand with Jesus, Sydney says. The Daily Signal and WND.com both have this story. It originated on the Daily Signal. And you got to understand this. They say first on the Daily Signal, a Virginia hair salon fired a stylist over a Facebook post criticizing Disney Plus. My Facebook is my page, said New York said. The fired stylist told the Sydney Dale Daily in an interview. I understand it's a touchy subject and people might be offended over it, but it has nothing to do with my job, she says. York has worked at, quote, Hair We Are Virginia since July 2021. She said that she knew that some of her colleagues would not like her Christian views, but she decided that she had to speak up. The hair industry and the movie industry, they're both very woke industries. And I've kind of kept my ideas silent for a while, she says. But on Friday, June the 2nd, she couldn't take it anymore. She shared on Facebook, I can't take this anymore. I stand with Jesus. York was responding to the National Geographic special, Pride from Above, which she saw advertised on Disney+. Plus. 
Now, this is really interesting, folks, to understand here. York was responding to the National Geographic special, Pride from Above, which she saw advertised on Disney+. And she condemned the LGBT movement for subverting the symbol of the rainbow. This is mockery of the covenant God made with his people, she said. That he would not destroy the earth by water. This is not okay. And it's not acceptable, she wrote. Pride from above is pride claiming to be the prophet. Disney's logo held upside down, like an upside down cross. Now, Jane Pryor, the salon's owner, texted, writing that she was firing the hairstylist for insubordination. I asked you to take the post down yesterday afternoon. You wouldn't do it. So the company decided to fire her for subordination. Then the company decided to post a public statement condemning, condemning reports made by the former employee that the company described as, quote, homophobic. We want to address the recent incident involving our employee that were homophobic and contrary to the values we hold dear. We love hair and love hair and want to help everyone. We want to make it clear that such behavior is completely unacceptable and does not align with our company values. The company continues, we do not tolerate any form of discrimination, including homophobia in any of our businesses. Now, the Daily Signal asked for a comment from the hair salon who did not respond. York rejected the idea that her post was homophobic. I agree. What does homophobic mean? York was responding to this National Geographic. Um, usually you think of documentaries, right? But pride from above? I don't think that's homophobic, this York lady said. I have a sister who's gay. But you know what? There's one thing to promote a gay agenda. Another is to promote sexuality and sex changes to little children via Disney. Those are completely different things, she says. She also pushed back on the idea that her views were a form of discrimination. Using scripture to protect the innocence of children is not discrimination, she told the Daily Signal. See, I think she's right on on this, folks. The scripture states that it would be better for someone to be thrown in the sea with a millstone around their neck than to cause a little child to stumble. She said her post was not homophobic, but rather about protecting the children. Disney is a children's platform. For as long as I can remember, Disney has always been for children, but now they're introducing sex crap, York said. She recalled her two-year-old son wanting to watch um, anyway, something on Disney. So she opened up the app and she saw the symbol and she thought it looked like an up and upside down cross. She ultimately decided to delete the app from her son's device and reject Disney. What do they mean pride from above? She says 
When I think of from above, I think of heaven above. God, York said. And to me, when they do pride from above like that, that is mockery. Yeah. According to the National Geographic website, the Pride from Above movie shows a spectacular aerial journey across the globe looking down from a pride perspective. York later acknowledged she doesn't know if her views are factual, but her abrupt firing left her without income and without the tools to even do hair. I had clients booked for weeks, she said, but now I've lost access to the online system that kept track of my schedule, uh, my clients' preferred hairstyles and likes and dislikes and things that let me do a great job for them. York told the Daily Signal that she's considering legal options. Starting with a complaint of the Equal Opportunity Employment Commission. Now, this is a very fascinating story, in my opinion. Why? Well, we need to push back, folks. This war is getting... uh, All I can tell you is the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender agenda is everywhere. It is impossible to ignore. I went to a restaurant yesterday. I was with my wife. My son-in-law and my daughter were with us. So you got two married couples. We're sitting on both sides of the table. My wife and I on one side, sitting next to each other. My daughter and her husband sitting on the other side, next to each other. Obviously, two couples going out to dinner. And we literally said, they said, well, is it one check or two checks? And we said two checks. And they kind of pointed to couples, you know, this couple and that couple. And the waitress literally promoted the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender agenda and said, so I assume the checks would go boys, boys, girls, girls. After all, it is June. In other words, that was at the restaurant dinner table, even though she knew we weren't gay or lesbian, even though she knew we were going as couples because we had indicated such. We were sitting as such. It was as obvious as it could be. And uh, she literally chose to promote the gay agenda. By the way, her fingernails were painted with pride. So she had pride nails or whatever you want to call it, this waitress. And I think about this and think this is in one of the most conservative states in the union. We go in and we're assaulted with that rhetoric. So we didn't really respond to her. We just kind of ignored it. We were kind and polite. She can believe how she wants. We'll believe how we want. That's fine. I didn't walk out of the restaurant, and I'll tell you why. Because I kind of felt like, does the restaurant even know of her behavior? Would the restaurant agree with her behavior? If they would, then it's a restaurant that I don't want to frequent. Am I homophobic now? See, she doesn't want to watch Disney, this mom, because she believes they're mocking with this pride from above, mocking God, right? What would Jesus do is the question I want to come back with. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Listening to Liberty News Radio. 
USA News, I'm Richard Johnson. The Labor Department says last month's inflation rate was at its lowest rate in more than two years. The Consumer Price Index rose by just one-tenth of one percent in May. The release comes a day before the Federal Reserve will announce whether it will raise interest rates again or hit pause for a bit. History happens in Miami this afternoon when former President Trump steps into a federal courtroom to face 37 felony charges dealing with the classified documents he kept at home. NBC's Dasha Burns on today's procedure. We expect to see the former president make his court appearance at 3 o'clock today, where he will be processed, which will include fingerprinting. Pre-trial conditions will be set, which could include uh, the surrender of his passport. And then he will be arraigned and he will make a plea. We expect him to plead not guilty. Security is very tight inside the courthouse and around the streets as authorities prepare for possible protests. FBI Director Christopher Wray tried to answer questions from members of the House Intelligence Committee last night about what some Republicans say is a two-tier justice system. If your last name is Biden or your last name is Clinton, you get to live by a different set of rules than Americans who are targeted simply because they're patriotic Americans who happen to be Republicans. The opinion of New York's Elise Stefanik. Wray did not comment about what he told lawmakers behind closed doors. Last week, Republicans on the House Oversight Committee pressed for a contempt of Congress charge against Ray, but the vote was postponed. Celebration of the Nuggets NBA championship left 10 people wounded last night as gunfire erupted. Three of the 10 had seriously hurt. A suspect is in custody. Praise from Hollywood for actor Treat Williams, who died in an accident near his home in Vermont yesterday. He was thrown from his motorcycle when it hit an SUV. A movie and TV actor for nearly 50 years, Treat Williams was 71. This is USA News. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Here at Total Wine & More, our amazing selection means you'll always love what you find. Dad, what are you doing here? Just getting a sneak peek at my Father's Day gifts. Well, I was thinking of getting you this Barrel Select bourbon. That's a really nice bottle. And Total Wine has it at the totally lowest price. Wow, you always were my favorite. Thanks, Dad. Talking to the bourbon, sweetie. Find what you love, love what you find. Like the perfect gift for Dad at the perfect price. Only at Total Wine & More. And drink responsibly. B21. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, I am Sam Bushman. We're talking about some very weighty subjects for both hours today, hard-hitting talk. First half hour, radio and TV. First half hour, radio and TV. Monty Bowen, gunowners.org. They're going to take away your guns, folks. If you let them, we better stand up and stop it now. Yeah, it's our last chance to ban Biden's pistol ban or reject it. The Gun Owners of America and the CSPOA put together pistol brace letter literally standing against this sheriff's standing up against this tyranny. We also talked to John Guandolo, johnguandolo.com, about the communist takeover of America. It is underway, ladies and gentlemen. His latest book, Islam Deception, The Truth About Sharia, 
And uh, we talked about how at all levels of government, the communists are literally infiltrating and taking over everything. Whistleblowers need to stand up. Meanwhile, they're threatening Donald Trump with a maximum sentence of 400 years in prison. I think it's all political theater. It'll never happen. Meanwhile, you got Kevin McCarthy and CNN reporter Lauren Fox literally guaranteeing ratings, creating a Jerry Springer-esque event. Theblaze.com with the details highlighting they both just fired up back at each other, telling everybody how corrupt all these organizations are. Nobody's winning with that kind of rhetoric, Kevin. You should know better. Shame on you, Lauren Fox. Neither of you are doing uh, the country justice at all. You're just blaming one another and, and, and not doing anything to fix the country. Meanwhile, Christians are being fired, increasingly so for their beliefs, ladies and gentlemen. What would Jesus do is the real question that I have about this. Hair salon fires Christian stylist. Her name is Sydney York because she's standing against Disney saying, hey, you know what? This this um, pride from above National Geographic special is a problem. It's mocking God. They're literally using God's rainbow for peace with his children as the gay and lesbian agenda flag. And now they're doing this pride from above, literally crisscrossing the globe, showing uh, everything from a gay and lesbian, bisexual, transgender point of view. York rejected the idea that her post rejecting Disney was homophobic. I couldn't agree more. She says using scripture to protect the innocence of children is not discrimination. She told the Daily Signal. York told the Daily Signal that she's also thinking of suing. Legal options, starting with a complaint to the Equal Opportunity Employment Commission. And um, you look at this and you go, wow, where does this go, right? Well, folks, where it goes is Americans need to stand up. So I was telling this story how I went to a restaurant yesterday. And the waitress had on gay pride nails. In other words, her nails were painted gay pride to celebrate June. We literally went as husband and wife couples, two couples, me and my wife and my daughter and her husband, to dinner. And the girl had the audacity to ask how we wanted the check. And we said, hey, this couple, that couple. And she said, oh, boys, boys, girls, girls. Uh, after all, it is June. Literally promoting the gay and lesbian agenda to our face. Now, I didn't make a big fight about it because we've got to be kind and gentle and learn how to win friends and influence people. But I'm incensed by this. I say that it's wrong. We should not allow this to happen on our watch, folks. We should not allow this to happen. Now, I don't know what we're going to do about this, folks, and how we ought to take action. I've got ideas that I want to suggest. But we're getting slaughtered everywhere over this okay now i believe it's the media we've been talking about this with several friends recently i believe it's the media social media along with government and big business all promoting this gay lesbian bisexual transgender agenda that's the problem and i agree with this york stylist it's one thing to say you know what people can believe and think and act and behave in ways they choose but that's not the same as promoting grooming of little children and that's kind of the difference here i also don't like it when it's in our face folks 
Okay, this lady knew that we weren't into the Pride Month. We ignored her comments. But uh, over the top, they're evangelicals, or evangelizing, I should say, uh, this gay and lesbian bisexual agenda in your face. And it's not appreciated. How do we uh, win friends and influence people? How do we be kind? How do we be inclusive? How do we be civil but yet fight back against this? And I think it starts with different topics in a way. We talked about this incredible article, Summer Starts, Should Gals Go, quote, Sexy or Modest? Larry Tomzak with the article, and he urges biblical standards for clothing, pleasing to God Almighty. WorldNet Daily with this great piece. Short shorts, bikinis, sprayed on yoga pants. Does it really matter as temperatures rise and summer starts? He wisely points out. Dear sisters, he says, as summer approaches, it is so important to be mindful of your clothing choices. Please prioritize dressing modest and modestly in the fear of God and being considerate of your brothers in Christ. Let's help our young women learn to discern the deception of pop culture, advocating empowerment. Remember, modest attire starts in the heart, not in a dress code. Let's, let's enjoy the abundant life Jesus promises. Let's ask, who picks my wardrobe? Is it the magazines, worldly magazines, models, or the word of God, right? Which causes women to be women. One feminine, two modest, three appropriate. Bikinis are closer to nudity than they are to swimwear. Please, women, cover up, especially Christian women. Sisters, be mindful of the conscience of your brothers in the Lord. If you cause your brother to sin, you have played a part. Scripture clearly reveals the direction Jesus gave us to never look upon a woman to lust after her. Matthew 5, 28, right? To do so, you've already committed adultery in your heart. Think about that. You say, Sam, are these two topics related? And I say, indeed, they are. Folks, it started with immodesty. It started with immorality. It started with men and women getting together for sexual gratification outside of marriage. The abortion industry grew around that because when you make children when you're not ready or you don't have the proper environment to raise children, things go south in a hurry. Now it's gotten to where we are literally twisting everything that attacks the family of God. Anything that promotes God's ordained family, one male, one female, legally and lawfully married, together in the sexual relationship to bring children to the earth and to draw closer together, they too shall become one as God taught. That is the only kind of sexual behavior that is derived and mocked and ridiculed and downplayed now. The only kind that's legitimate and appropriate and honorable and right. Every other kind of sexual deviation 
every other kind of behavior that would destroy the family is under fire, is under the gun. So if we, you know, went from not even being able to say the word pregnant on TV, maybe a little extreme, right? And we went from an area not too long ago in the 50s where we wouldn't even have a male and female uh, depicted in bed together, even a husband and a wife in the movies or on TV. Mainly on TV, I guess. Uh, we've gone from that to what now? I literally go out to dinner with my wife and get assaulted with gay and lesbian propaganda to my face by the waitress. Folks, while these CNN reporters and Kevin McCarthy go head-to-head in false political Jerry Springer-style theory, Christians are being increasingly fired for their beliefs. Okay? People are not allowed to stand up anymore. Using Scripture to protect the innocence of children is not discrimination. Okay? We need to stand up now. Big time. We cannot accept this kind of behavior. Okay, listen, we just did a huge, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, show several days ago with Trevor Crosby, discussion of all things liberty in which we discussed several things, but primarily move over the American flag. The U.S. troops are saluting the rainbow flag, according to Peter LaBarbera at WND.com. The United States Air Force is celebrating Gay, Lesbian, Bisexual, Transgender Month. I'll talk about it more in seconds on your radio. Matthew 24, 24 teaches us that the church is deceived today. Deceived Christians call themselves Judeo-Christians. Around 1900, Jews commissioned the Schofield Reference Bible, which transformed the Jews from Christian killers to the chosen people. Here's the truth. America is in the Bible. Revelation 21. Our form of government came down from heaven. Verse 3. The many Christian ministers at the Constitutional Convention sought God's will. The God-given rights in the Constitution were ordained by God. America is the new promised land for Christian Israel, and Christians are the true chosen people. True Israel is Christian. Listen to Jesus, quote, my sheep follow me, unquote, and, quote, you do not believe because you are not my sheep, unquote. John 10, 25 through 27. The beast has transformed America into the woman mystery Babylon, Revelation chapter 17. For the complete Bible study, write to Christian Knuckles, P.O. Box 210813, Royal Palm Beach, Florida, 33421. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. 
gentlemen, the United States Air Force is celebrating gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, quote, Pride Month with a serviceman saluting the activist, homosexual, bisexual, transgender, queer, rainbow flag now. The Air Force published a tweet. June is hashtag Pride Month. The Department of the Air Force proudly recognizes and celebrates generations of gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender service members and their contributions to our Air Force and our Space Force. Here's the problem, folks. There's not generations of bisexual. Bisexuals don't have children. They can't have children. Transgender folks cannot have children without man-made manipulations. Chloe Cole is a woman who transgendered to a man and now is back a woman who is warning against this. She says, have you seen what they're doing to our kids? We can't let them force this on children. And she tells the riveting story about how it was forced upon her. No joke. Right? This is seriously a problem. Right? And it's getting worse. Because we the people don't seem to be willing to stand up against it, folks. All right? I got a live read. My name is Christian Knuckles. Donald Trump is God's man. Evidence? He is being persecuted for righteousness' sake. Matthew 5.10. DeSantis is God's man, fighting the beast at Disney. Walt Disney was God's man. Look how the beast swarmed to buy Disney on Walt's death. They turned Walt Disney Incorporated into the whore of Babylon. They turned the New Jerusalem, that's America, into the mystery Babylon. Revelations 12. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries brought to you by confederatechurchofchrist.com. Now, folks, you got to understand, this is insane. It's insane what we're allowing to let happen, right? Okay, this gentleman was cut. Community irate as student cut from graduation for saying only two genders exist. School now invoking nuclear option. Michael Austin, the Western Journal with this piece. Yeah. We're talking about during a recent assembly. We're soon to be graduating seniors. We're meant to give parting words of wisdom to underclassmen. 18-year-old Travis Lore made a statement. It apparently offended the government schools administration, right? And over 100 parents and students protested. Where am I talking about? I'm talking about in Idaho, one of the most conservative states in the union. It's Kellogg, K-E-L-L-O-G-G. Kellogg, Idaho's 
high school's decision. They punished the student. They punished the student for saying this. Guys are girl. Guys are guys, and girls are girls, and there's no in between. Think about it. You're not even allowed to say that anymore. What do you think about that, folks? Well, people are standing up in a myriad of ways. Mike Lindell changed strategies. Instead of selling his products through warp woke corporations, he partnered with freedom-loving sites to stand up. He decided to pass the savings right to the people. People are raving about Mike Liddell's towels. They're fantastic. It's nice to get out of the shower and be able to actually dry off. Many of those towels don't dry you off, they say. Well, the problems in our society should be evident, folks, from the transgender agenda all the way through. Now you say, Sam, you're homo- homophobic, you're hate-filled, you're evil, you're a bigot, you're a hater, you're a... Stop that, folks. I don't hate any of these people. I wasn't rude to the girl with her nails yesterday, even though I think she was wrong for doing that. We were kind. I'm not rude to people that are gay and lesbian and and, and make these choices. I'm disappointed in their choices because I think it's going to bring harm to them and to society at large. But I don't hate them. But we see the degeneracy everywhere around us. Headline says, just find the big blue vending machine. You can get hooked up instantly with drugs and condoms and anything you want. Take a drug to the Big Apple. Or I'm sorry, take a trip to the Big Apple. And get your next fix. You can stop an overdose. Practice safe sex. They want anyone to have these things at their fingertips. New York City is suffering from a drug overdose bonanza. They believe that this blue vending machine will help save lives. See, I don't see it that way. I don't believe it will do that at all. Do you? Eric Adams wants, that's the governor of, or the mayor of New York City, he wants New Yorkers to house illegals, immigrants in their homes. Joshua Phillips of Crossroads warns that Biden whistleblowers are at risk. The FBI fears their informants might be killed. Yeah. And Robert F. Kennedy Jr., tells Elon Musk that he wants to seal the U.S.-Mexico border and get a handle on immigration. Think about all those things, folks. We talked last week also about a study. Study shows devastating heat could be a serious risk. Nearly 800,000 residents would need emergency services, emergency medical care for heat stroke and other illnesses if... There was an extended power failure. Yeah, they say if they put highly effective cool, a cooling on every building, these deaths would drop big time. But folks, all we're talking about that I can see is the repercussions of our turning against God behavior. Look, whether it's the... Whether it's the uh, situation where the communists are taking over, whether it's the perverted sexual reality we're dealing with, 
it all comes down to the same kind of stuff, folks. Right? We're seeing this everywhere. And we have got to be bold enough to stand against it. All right? I mean, taking away our guns, communism at the top of our government, sexual perversion, Lauren and Kevin just fighting over nonsensical discussions. What would Jesus do with this whole thing? That's kind of the important question that I want to ask everyone. What would Jesus do in this situation? Would he be promoting the gay and lesbian agenda? I don't believe so. You say, Sam, he was kind to sinners. That's right, he was. He would be kind. He wouldn't be evil or mean. But he also would say, go thy way and sin no more. That's what he said to the woman caught in adultery. He certainly was kind and got rid of all the hypocrites who would convict her. But at the same time, he did call it a sin and said, go your way and don't do that anymore. So we've got to ask ourselves, what would Jesus do with this gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender agenda? I believe he would be kind. I believe he would love the sinner. But I believe that God cannot tolerate any degree of sin. And he would love the sinner, but he would not love the sin. He would speak out against the sin. Right? He wouldn't tolerate that kind of behavior. Right? I believe he would be kind and gentle and patient. But I also believe he would do something to teach the truth. To educate about the problems that we face. And then in typical fashion, he would teach parabolistically in a way to help people along wherever they're at, right? He wouldn't cast his pearl before swine. That's why there'd be parallels, right? But he also would make sure that he taught the truth nobly, boldly, and independently. Do I speak for Jesus? No. So can I say for sure what he would do? No, I can only have my view of what I think he would do. Why do I need to have that? Because I need to try to be like the Savior. And I need to try to respond in like fashion in ways that I believe the Savior would respond. So I believe that what Jesus would do is he would stand against communism because it's a godless agenda. He would stand for our right to keep and bear arms because that's what allows good, honest people to protect themselves from evil. What would Jesus do? Jesus would basically set aside this battle between Lauren Fox and McCarthy and say, look, that's, it's a nonsensical discussion. Let's focus on where the solutions are. All right. He would stand up with Christians that are increasingly being fired for their beliefs. He would defend the hairstylist who's standing up. He would stand up for righteousness sake. Right. I believe Jesus would, would really help us focus on what's important. I don't believe he would cave and capitulate to evil or sin at all. I also don't think he'd be mean or unkind at all. I think he would be dignified. 
honorable. Stand against evil wherever it's found. While at the same time giving us direction and answers. Right? This is really important to understand. When we think of what would Jesus do? I believe that Jesus Christ would teach us what sin is, teach us to reject the sin, and do so in the most dignified, kind, respectable, honorable manner that he possibly could. But he wouldn't compromise or bend to evil. We need to learn to do the same. My prayer that we can turn to God Almighty in prayer. And then if we do, he will inspire us as to how we should behave and act and treat others. Can we stand for the holy cause of God, family, and country? Be kind, but be true to our beliefs? It's a tough road to hoe, but I'm convinced we can do it with God's guidance. All things are possible with Christ. Thanks so much for listening. We declare this nation shall endure. LovingLiberty.net. Donate liberally, would you please? We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. America.